Hello and good evening and welcome to another episode of Religions, Regimes and Refugees and their Multicultural Mess and Secular Scam. Thank you very much for joining me today. I'm really honoured by your presence and I'm, I'm happy to be having this podcast with you. So today uh, we're going to continue the series on the basis of the PFI um, 2020, 2047 toolkit. We talked about... Um, we talked about... Um, the PFI, what they do, we talked about other organizations, namely Christianity, that has the same mindset, uh, um, and they all use secularism as a front, the concept of secularism as a front to camouflage their colonial activities. Um, so yes, my object here today is to specify and talk about what secularism is. If it's valid, it's not valid, and why I can't call it a scam, okay? As uh, you know all, if you have listened to my podcast, um, I am an ex-Christian, and so I technically come from the uh, minorities, but in those days we never had the concept of my, we never heard of minorities or majorities, we never had this concept. It was just us, we went to play, we went to play cricket on the street, football, hockey, and that was about it. Uh, but there was no minority and majorities ever spoken about. Uh, although it was there in the media, it was there in, 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 uh, not schools, I would say, um, it, it was there in, in the press and, and the government, but not with us. Uh, we were not told anything about minorities and majorities. Uh, we're just told to, you know, follow, keep your mouths shut and follow what the, what the church tells you. Um, so, um, basically, we're going to talk about secularism today. And I researched it a little bit, but I want to bring to you certain aspects of it. I'm going to go through the... the um, labels and the formulas behind it. So basically, what is secularism? Okay, uh, and I'm going to read from you from something called secularism.org/uk. So separation of religious institutions from a, from state institutions and a public sphere where religion may participate but not dominate. Dominate. Okay, so that's one separation. Freedom to practice one's faith to believe without harming others or change it or not have one according to one's own conscience. Two, that's freedom. Equality so that our religious beliefs or lack of them doesn't put any of us in an advantage or disadvantage. Separation of religion from state. The separation of religion and state is the foundation of religion of secularism. So remember this, the separation of religion and state. It ensures all religious groups don't interfere in affairs of the state, and the state doesn't interfere in religious affairs. If in the United Kingdom there are officially two state-recognized Christian denominations, the Church of England and the Presbyterian Church of Scotland, the Queen is, the, is both the head of state and supreme governor of the Church of England. There is no established church in Northern Ireland or Wales, but 26 unelected bishops of the Church of England who sit in the House of Lords influence laws that affect the whole of the UK. Christianity is one major influence among many that shape our current ways, their current ways of life. They are a nation of denominations and religions. Large sectors of the population do not hold or practice any religious beliefs. Um, 
If Britain was truly a secular democracy, political structures would reflect the reality of changing times by separating religion from state. Secularism protects both believers and non-believers. Um, secularism seeks to ensure and protect freedom of religious beliefs and practice from all citizens. Secularists want freedom of thought and conscience to apply equality equally to all, believers and non-believers alike. They do not wish to curtail, curtail religious freedom. Uh, secularism seeks to defend the absolute freedom of religious from other belief and protect the right to manifest religious belief insofar as it does not impinge on the rights and freedoms of others. Uh, secularism ensures the rights of individuals to freedom of religion is always balanced by the right to be free from religion. That means I can have the right to practice my religion, freedom of religion, and right to be free from religion. Um, secularism is about democracy and fairness. Uh, look, I'm just going to read it to you for now and we'll go explain it right after that. Uh, in a secular democracy, all citizens are equal before the law and parliament. No religious or political affiliation gives disadvantage. Advantages and religious believers are citizens with the same rights and obligations as anyone else. Secularism champions universal human rights above religious demands. It upholds equality laws that protect women, LGBTQ, LGBT people and minorities from religious discrimination. The equality laws ensure that non-believers have the same rights as those who identify with religious and philo philosophical belief. Equal rights to public access services. We share hospitals, schools, um, the police and services of local authorities. It is essential that public services are secular uh, at the point of use. No one is disadvantaged or denied access on the grounds of religious, non-religious belief. All state-funded schools should be non-religious in character, with children being educated towards regardless of their parents' religion. Uh, when a public school grants a contract for the provision of services to an organization affiliated to a particular religion or believes that services might be, may be, must be diverted neutrally with no attempt to, pro to, to promote the ideas of a faith group. Atheism is a lack in belief of God. Secularism simply provides a framework for a democratic society. Atheists have an obvious interest in supporting secularism, but secularism itself does not seek to challenge the tenets of any particular religion or beliefs, neither does it seek to impose atheism on anyone. Secularism is a framework of, for ensuring equality throughout society, in politics, education, law, and elsewhere, for believers and non-believers alike. And lastly, secularism, secularism protects free speech and expression. Religious people have the right to express their beliefs publicly, but so, but so do those who oppose question or question those beliefs. Religious beliefs, ideas, and organizations must not enjoy privilege protection from, from the right to freedom of expression. In a democracy, all ideas and beliefs must be open to discussion. Individuals have rights, ideas do not.
that, 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 my dear friend, is important. The last one. Religious people have the right to express their beliefs publicly, but so do those who oppose or question those beliefs. Religious beliefs, ideas, and organizations must not enjoy privilege protection from the right to freedom of expression. In a democracy, all ideas, beliefs must be open to discussion. Individuals have rights, ideas do not. Uh, so, absolutely, this is uh, this is secularism, my dear friend. I call it a scam. In reality, it does not exist. So let's start with um, let's start with um, religion. What is religion? Belief in God. How did this God start? By feudal empires. Basically, religion. Our feudal religion is about feudal empires. There was no concept of religion um, two, three hundred years ago. Everything was colonial empires. These were feudal colonial empires. Again and again and again, cycle after cycle after cycle. You can go back five thousand years. It's the same thing. So why did all of a sudden these feudal empires become religions? Because they lost their power. The cycle has changed. Times have changed. Civilization has changed. And says enough is enough. We don't want these feudal empires because we're fighting all the time. Of course, we haven't stopped now. So do you, do you think these feudal empires all of a sudden are going to change and say, okay, well, now that we've lost power, we're going to just let go of all our, our wealth and our power and our, and, our, and our assets and just let it go and let the people go free. Are you think they're going to do that? Absolutely not. They're not going to do that. They're still going to hold on to power. All they've done is rebranded their feudal empires into religions, and these religions are now preaching uh, with selective amnesia about all their plus points, conveniently leaving out all the negativity behind. So there is no such thing as religion. No such thing as religion. Uh, all religions are feudal empires, the empires are dead, and the divine departments are open for business. And they need our human capital to resurrect the empire. So anyone who says that religious institutions should be free, state-run institutions uh, are free from, should be free from religious institutions, uh, religion, there should be separation of religion and state is absolutely wrong and um, it's absolute garbage. Religion is about power and is about uh, holding and being in the seat of power. Religion is feudal empires. Religion is about government. All they are is that their governments were previously feudal empires compared to the modern, um, what we call modern democratic states. They were feudal empires. And that's why they're called religion now, because they're in the past, they're in the history books. But they're not going to give up power, and all those who collected wealth on their behalf and brainwashed themselves, they're not going to say, well, okay, well, now we, you know, it's gone, and it was a lie, it was stupid, and we're just going to start again. It's not going to happen, because the currents don't change, neither do the waves. You think a current can change in, in 50 years? Go to the beach, look at the ocean, what do you see? Waves. Who's forming the waves? The ocean. Does the ocean change? Does the waves change? Do the currents change? No, it's the same waves, same currents, same ocean. Same energy. 
So all religion are feudal empires is about power and government. It's about political power. All religion are political empires. Not one religion is about God. God is just a scam in, in the front to make, um, to, to hold on to power. There is not one word God in any religious book. God is a modern word, okay? Um, however, there is a creator, and we do have a cosmos, we do have a galaxy, and we are all uh, evolved out of this cosmos, species of life, has photosynthesized and metamorphosized from this electromagnetic cosmos and today we have different flora and fauna and the different species but that that is a fact at the core we are still the cosmos uh, particle and wave particle theory but we are definitely not there is no concept of God uh, there is a concept of the creator but God was formed for feudalism and the feudal empires are now religions. That's all they are. So we're doing the same thing. The labels have changed, but the mentality is not. Now, in the old days, there was no social media. Poetry was the social media of its time. Poetry and art and music was the social media of its time. That's why a lot of really uh, feudal groups tried to uh, ban music, like Islam tried to ban music. Christianity also tried to ban music, called the musician heretics uh, and um, this was their way of going poetry and music was their way of going against the establishment now in those days in order to control the minds of the people because they didn't have the internet and TV and all of that they had to go to a different medium so the orthodoxy the religious orthodoxy that was formed was actually a power group who liaised between the people and the king, that means the state, the head of the state. So the, they would liaise with each other, just like the media liaises with the government today, and you have left-leading media, right-leading media. In those days, in the previous days, in, in, um, in the times of feudalism, it was the orthodoxy, that means the mullahs, the tullahs, the pundits, the parties, they were the ones who controlled the minds of the people on the ground. They were the ones who preached from their pulpits and behind the scenes, they would liaise with the state, with the emperor, with the king. And they would do what the emperor wanted or the emperor would have them killed. If they did what the emperor wanted and could control uh, the people on the ground, they would get a, a share of power. Now, they could go against the emperor, Many a times they did that because they also had more power uh, um, as much as the emperor. If they did not like, for, for whatever reason, what the emperor did, uh, they would just ask the people to revolt. Now, if the whole state, the whole area, villages all revolt against the king, even if the king had an armed forces, a big army, the king would still be quashed, would be called a rebellion, and then a new king would come in. So the king had an interest in keeping pe people calm, and their go-between was the orthodoxy, that means the priest, the pundit, the mullah, the tullah, and they would liaise with each other, just like the media today liaises with the government in power, whoever that government is, or the opposition. Um, so... When the empires collapsed, we have we came to what is called a modern state with democracy, democracy with uh, voting rights, blah blah blah. But do you think that these mullahs, tullahs, padres, and pundits 
are just going to give up their power? No. What do they have today? So, um, first of all, we lost the big, the big empires, and then in place of these, uh, in place of them, we have democracy, and we have the media now, the state media, the local media, the uh, independent media. We have media outlets, and these media outlets put forth to the to the people uh, what the government wants. So the government will have a, a program, and and they will use the media as a medium to have to get to the people and explain it to the people. That's what they do. Okay. Um, having said that, uh, the me the media has all the power. What power the old um, establishment of the mullahs and tullahs and the uh, orthodoxy had today the media has that power and they can control you as what they want they call themselves freelance journalists but in reality they're all paid uh, at least those who are uh, not independent uh, now they've lost power how are they going to go back how are they going what are they going to do are they going to just give it up so what they do is they have lobbies these lobbies go from behind the scenes and they buy out the government. So in reality, in the front, they have secularism, but behind the scenes, there is always control of the of the state and religion. And there's always a liaison between religion and state. It has never gone. So the secularism is an absolute scam. Okay? An absolute scam. All the all the lobbies have got to do. Is to buy out the media, buy out the government, and here we go. The government is going to do exactly what the what the lobbies wanted. Want why? Because the lobbies give them votes. So the, the lobbies will then uh, the establishment has lobbies. The establishment, the religious establishment, will then convince their electorate or their church-going religious uh, people or uh, mullahs or people on the ground. They will just convince them to vote for this person, vote for this person, vote for that person. And behind the scenes, uh, all they got, they will say, okay, once you, you vote for them, then the, their party will come into power. And once their party comes into power, then these people get a lot of money. The the orthodoxy gets a lot of money, gets land, gets, a, gets free, uh, um, free um, licenses to run their businesses their mafia, their money-making racket, their, their slave trade, whatever happens on the ground, they get all the money in the world and, and the government closes their eyes on them and basically uh, on top and on top you have, oh, we are secularism, no, there's no distinction between church and state. Now, I'll give you the example of, of the Congress, the Indian National Congress. They rule this land, India, for what good 55 of the 75 years okay uh so approximately now they're supposed to rule they said they got independence for india but for everyone they didn't say about minority and majority they actually ruled for everyone all of a sudden and when they came to power then slowly by slowly they projected themselves that those who are helping the those who are helping the the only the minorities 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 and by the time the 70s came along, they became the people of the minorities. They absolutely created a divide and rule. They invented a, a divide and rule, invented a wedge between everyone, minorities versus minor, ma majorities. And they played this uh, us versus them. And behind the scenes, they took big money from these lobbies. 
because the uh, Christian lobbies and the Islamic uh, establishment had a lot of money because they ruled the land for 1700 years, or sorry, 1300 years. Yes, absolutely. They had the money. They were the architects of the Indian uh, programs, the constitutions. They, they were the architects behind the scenes. Uh, they were the architects uh, who controlled the education system. They were the architects who controlled um, the uh, laws of the country. And the government allowed themselves to be bought out. Why? Because they got money. So when they say there was separation between church and state, it was an absolute lie. There is no separation between church and state. In reality, there is no secularism because the, the religious affairs, the religious establishment is still working hand in hand with the government. And this everywhere in the world. Okay. Um, in order to control uh, the minds of the people. So they control the religious orthodoxy and their mafia will control the minds and control the economics on the ground. So the microeconomics on the ground, the day-to-day -day buying of, of goods and services on the ground. They will say, okay, well, you, a Christian, well, they will con convince them to buy only Christian stuff. Like the Muslims, uh, Islam always convinces them to buy halal because they want to stay, they want to keep the economic power within them. Halal, 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 and that's why they push for halal. The Sikhs will do the same thing. The Jews will do the same thing. It's, it's a mess. It's a multicultural mess and a secular scam because there is no secularism. What was previously in, on, from the front door, all that we have right now is to the back door. That's all. That, that's the only difference. From the front door, they're going to the back door, but they still exist. And then they can divide us between minorities and majorities. So when I started this program, I said in, 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 um, in school, when we were young, we were never told about minority majorities. We were told to keep our mouth shut, listen, don't talk, and just do what uh, you're told to do. But the other side... The, the press and the government was continuously talking, well, in those days there was no press enough to talk about this, but on, on the grounds of the narrative uh, fabricated by the government uh, for those who had some type of liberty in the press or, or for those who, who, who tried to get in laws to suit their own vested interests, they created this narrative between uh, the minorities and the majorities, but in, and they kept saying that the minorities are weak, minorities are living in fear. Behind the scenes, we were, there was absolutely no fear. The only fear was the fear being indoctrinated into us by these relics of these empires, by the sales and marketing managers of God, as I call them. They indoctrinated us with fear so that we never talk, we never say what is going on, we live in fear of them and we never challenge them. We don't have any knowledge of what's going on on the outside. And we stay on the plantation. And once we stay on the plantation, they will continue getting their votes generation out of, after generation through lineage and go from there. Uh, while they keep power, money and power in their hand, the, gov the, the government at the center will keep power in their hand and they will live happily ever after. But they don't realize that we're cyclic and one day it's going to change. And... and the change has come and they cannot take it. So now they keep putting secularism, secularism, secularism. You see Christianity uses secularism in India. Oh, we are secular. 
in reality, they bought out the government for 55 years. Uh, and they're still buying out the government, the Congress, the left and the and the license raj ecosystem and the PFI is the same. What, the PFI did not start yesterday. We know very well that they have not stopped since independence. Uh, they've had different labels, different groups, but the mentality is still the same. They just take over from one group and the other group. Um, they are supported by the Muslim Brotherhood. They are supported by uh, the actors within the Muslim Brotherhood, uh, the finance uh, circle, uh, to bring down the country from the inside. That's what they do. And their narrative is an HR campaign to to uh, to discredit India because they cannot have a powerhouse that is uh, non-Abrahamic. And while they have preached to the world that they are the true believers, they're the true uh, people of God, while everyone else are kufr, so they can't have that, uh, a poly, polyids uh, being a superpower in the world. So guess what? Uh, they have to bring us down. And the other side, they have to preach about secularism. But their lobbies that buy out the government from the back, though, is not secular. When, when the government has only... Um, um, moguls in your textbooks and nothing else that's not secular uh, it's a lobby who has bought out that space so any space can be bought out depending upon how much money you have and that's why secularism is a scam it's just a front so anyone ever tells you oh we're secular no we're not we were obligated to be secular because it was a scam, it still is a scam. Behind the scenes, the sales and marketing managers of God are still controlling uh, the government and the powerhouse, and religions are all about colonial power. They're not about God. They invented God to suit their vested interests. And that, my dear friend, is secularism. It does not exist. And definitely minorities and majorities do not exist too. We're just... A relic of empires to create that narrative and to create a wedge in society to divide and rule and keep us in the fear plantation so I'll tell you a quick story on the weekend um, I went out for uh, for lunch and a friend of mine told me um, I asked I, I my friend had another friend who was a realtor that means you know an agent for selling uh, houses I said, why? Well, I inquired about her, how she was. Um, and she said, well, you know, she's retired now. Um, I said, oh, okay. Um, I said, uh, does she still work on and off? She says, no, uh, she doesn't work anymore. Uh, I said, uh, so anyway, well, I asked about her other friends. I asked about her family. And she said, well, I said, she said, well, one of her acquaintances decided to become a realtor but it's very different now than back then I said what's the difference between a realtor today and 40 years ago well she said 40 years ago when you had a client uh, and you gave, gave a service uh, that client would come back to you for any other houses they wanted to buy their children would come to you their neighbors would come to you the entire family would come to you um, and so you built a clientele over the years and they, out of uh, loyalty to you, they kept coming to you. Now, having said that, today no one comes to you. Everyone thinks about their own pocket and if they get a good deal somewhere else, uh, they'll cross cut and they'll go somewhere else. Which is, ex when, which is exactly what is happening in politics too. 
politics was all about oh your parents voted for someone uh you were colonized by someone they colonized you so generation after generation you have to be loyal to the colonial invader who who is no longer occupying you through the front door but through the occupation of your mind the academia and the media is still controlling you in every other sense you're still a slave to them and they cannot get to the fact that we're no longer their colonial slaves. We do not, we're not loyal to an empire that is bygone. So they invented this word, even when they invented this word secularism, to, as a front, as a, as a camouflage, uh, in order just to pretend that they, they no longer are the empires gone by. They are now really religious and angelic people of God. Uh, and they're doing there to do good for society, which is an absolute BS, garbage bin um, uh, concept. Uh, behind the scenes, they're running the same empires, the same uh, powerhouses. Um, and they convince you with that secularism that they're there for good and they do not interfere with the state. And you have to be loyal to them through lineage. That means your parents, grandparents, great-grandparents, you have to be loyal to them. Well, when we have knowledge, when we have 360 degrees, we have all the angles in our, in our books, when we have different, uh, we have a voice, are we going to do the same things that our ancestors did 500 years ago? No, we're going to be different. We're going to question. We're not going to submit in silence. And because we do not submit in silence and we question their rhetoric and their narratives, which is absolutely hollow, um, then they, they spear, smear us with uh, character assassination. Uh, you're, you're going to hell. You're, going to, uh, you're not going to get anywhere in life. Um, they insult you. They degrade you. They chastise you. They give, spray you with uh, the H speech, uh, racism, intolerance, phobia, Islamophobia, xenophobia. All these are two are words, are concepts in a toolkit to get you into that box of fear and keep you on a plantation so that they can step on you and use you like in the days gone by through the back door. Uh, only this time it's labeled with secularism. Instead of having colonial empires, they are secular, uh, uh, fake secular uh, relics of empires. The empires are dead, but their divine departments are open for business and they need our human capital to resurrect the empires. Um, one very important part that I wanted to bring to you was the last one where it says, religious beliefs, ideas, organizations must not enjoy privilege protection from the right to freedom of expression. Uh, in, the, in the democracy, all ideas and beliefs must be open to discussion, which I agree, but in reality, it's not the case. The moment these you challenge these colonial empires, the moment you challenge these colonial religions, um, and you question them, all of a sudden they have no answers because they know they're not about God. They're about invasions, slavery, slavery of your mind, slavery of your body, and slavery to use you at, at any time, um, any anytime, anywhere, to run their... Um, power-centric financial empires uh, for power and money. Um, so that, that, that is exactly what they are. And they're never going to admit it, obviously. So once you challenge them, they will serenade you 
with all this uh, the H word and you're stuck and you get scared and say oh no 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 I'm secular well I'm sorry no we're not secular because first of all these religions are not secular they have never stopped interfering and sharing power with the with the central government never it has never happened they've invented fronts schemes camouflages only to protect their identity in reality in the back they are doing exactly the same thing um, I also wanted to talk about equal access to public services in in a society in India we have all have equal access to everything there's no one who doesn't have equal access you have some religions some temples don't allow some uh, mosques don't allow women to get in and yes the individual institutions but by law everyone has a right to go in um, no one is disadvantaged or denied access to the grounds and belief of religious belief all state-funded sh schools should not uh, should be non-religious in character with children being educated together regardless of their parents religion um, which doesn't happen in India because even though we're state-sponsored schools they are run by Christian nuns how will a Christian nuns and priests be secular and say no um, I, I'm not going to uh, not teach my religion i went to a state-funded school it was um it, it was state-funded it was secular everyone had equal rights but we had a special religion called religious class in the religious class we were separated from christians to non-christians and the all people children of of christian parents we didn't have a choice at all we had to go into this religion class and they were we were brainwashed with religious in education paid by I think by the state because it was a school that was running it so um, we were serenaded we were forced to be brought up in this religion uh, we didn't have a choice we were not allowed to have a choice we were not told whether we could have had a choice or not but we were told we, we were twice a week we had to go to this religious class um, and that was in the state school the very fact that the schools are named after religious people uh, religious institutions in itself is not secular so what is the secular that you're talking about if you have a school that is Muhammad something something that's not secular because you 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 have a religious name if you have a school that is uh, Saint uh, Ignatius Loyola High School but that itself is a saint he's a religious person automatically it, it you have a benefit of the doubt the the, pe the people controlling that name and the narrative of that name will have uh, will put forward their ideas and their projects ahead and 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 keep people in the state of mind that is productive uh, only to them and and they have an unfair advantage so that's not secular so the schools name should not have a religious if you're a secular state and state-funded organization uh, a school should not have a, a religious name if you really want to be secular which is not the case okay um can you have a krishna high school in in india um but you have all christian high schools so let's see krishna high school high school school in india oh well there is actually shri sai ram high school krishna nagar um I don't know that um, well I, I know there are a lot of Christian schools um, 
and I and I don't agree with that, that there should be religious schools at all. You can teach uh, you can teach uh, history, you can teach geography, geology, science, astronomy. Astronomy is a very important thing to be put back. Uh, the astronomies of ancestors, you can teach languages, and you can teach the history of these so-called religious in, religious groups who have been involved in slavery, um, um, murder, genocide. You can teach all of that because the students need to know what these religions have done and not perhaps selective amnesia. Um, another thing is religious freedom. Secularism ensures the rights, of, the rights of individuals to freedom of religion is always balanced by the right to be free from religion. In India, we're not allowed to be free from religion. I'm so sorry. We're obligated to follow the religion of our fathers. That's lineage. That's caste in Latin. So how come the church and how come these religious institutions say, oh, no, no, caste is Hindu, caste is not us. Yes, by lineage, if I'm forced to follow the religion of my ancestors uh, who were colonized by a foreign invader, that's not secularism. I do not have any freedom from religion. I'm bombarded every single day to be forced and brainwashed to follow religion that my parents and their grandparents and so on and so forth followed. Where is the secularism in that? Do we have real secularism? No, it's not a scam. Secondly, all these um, European unions say that they're secular, say that they're multicultural, say that they're different, but Christianity is the main religion of these, of these institutions, uh, of these countries. Will they separate Christianity from the state? No, they won't separate Christianity from the state. Christianity is the main religion, and it controls all their laws and, uh, and so on and so forth. But in, in, in India, if you have dharma that controls the law, oh, no, no, it's a secular state. But if, uh, if the United States of America is controlled by a Christian law, uh, if Europe is controlled by Christian laws and they have undue rights, uh, unequal rights to influence the, the, the laws of the land, why is it not the same in India? Why does India have to have a different set of laws of secularism compared to, um, compared to Europe, who pretends to be the inventor of secularism but does something completely opposite? I'm sorry. Would, would the Europeans give, uh, would the Europeans remove the Christianity from, um, from, their, from their state, from the laws, um, from, uh, from the influence? Will the Islamic countries remove uh, Islam from their states? Why don't they be secular? Why does, Is why does India have to be secular? And secular only to protect, to promote and give undue advantage to these colonial invaders who have now pretended to be minorities, which they're not. They're just colonial invaders. The labels have changed, but the mentality is not. No other country accepts a secularism that India has accepted to the detriment of its native culture and its native civilization. To the detriment. This secularism was invented by the architects of uh, colonial invaders uh, to protect their assets and to protect their, their slaves on the ground, keep us on a slave plantation in order to continue giving them vote in a new democratic system and pretending to be the real saviors of the Indian subcontinent so that they do not have to pay for their crimes upon humanity. And that's what it really is, my friend. That's secularism. It is a scam. Okay. So 
one day it will go but you have to talk about it you have to discuss it you have to discuss the different points about it how uh discuss the mentality behind it and and have that conversation with your children that you we're all we're, we're not groups we're not we're not labels. We're not uh, people that are that are chained to colonial empires. We're currents and waves. Our energy field is cyclic. It's the same for everyone. There is no break in the field, just as no, like there's no break in the ocean. It's one connected ocean with different labels, but the oceans are the same. The currents are the same. They form the same. They form different waves, but we are exactly the same people, the same energy field. The form on the outside does not define who we are. And so secularism, we will always be connected. We will always have ups and downs. We will always help each other. Civilization will always move on. But we are definitely not uh, minorities and majorities. This is a narrative only to keep you on the ground, uh, to create a wedge between you. And the secularism is to, con to camouflage that wedge and the architects of these colonial empires, uh, invaders who came from other lands to invade and, and occupy the Indian subcontinent in the name of um, uh, humanity. Uh, in reality, only what they, all they wanted was money and power, and they still do. Um, and it's time to have that conversation with your friends. So please talk to your friends. Please talk to your neighbors. Please talk to your people um, in, in your social media group. People have that conversation with people in, in your schools, in your colleges, in your universities. Have that conversation. It is important to have that conversation. Only by having that conversation can we get out our ideas in the open, in, in a decent way, without any violence. Um, and once you have that without any violence, then it, you get comfortable to having a conversation and listening to different points of view, making adjustments, improving, involve, evolving. If not, we're going absolutely nowhere. So it's time not to submit. It's time to have that conversation. Find your voice. Write. If you need to write, write on a piece of paper. The more you see it on a paper, the more it's easier for you to to read the words, to see the words, and to have confidence. Because you need confidence in this, and if you don't have confidence, it's all lost. The confidence comes with you having a voice, and sometimes putting it on paper first is that voice. So thank you very much for your time. Um, I hope you have a pleasant evening, uh, a great day uh, ahead, and um, peace, my friends.